0: Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings.
1: Here we go. Here we go. Here we
0: go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow.
1: I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Well.
0: It's the Melchester Odyssey. Oh, let's have a look. See what part we're up to. This is part fifty-four, early doors, really. But here we are.
1: <laughs> We've just um, scraped the uh, surface.
0: Of course, we have. This is going on go for fucking years. This, uh, this is what we'll be remembered for. Sam, I think mm. more than anything else, <clears throat> both of us. This will be on our gravestones This is what
1: they'll build statues of us for when
0: we're when we're buried side by side in the podcast graveyard.
1: In a t- in a podcaster's tomb.
0: Yeah, alongside all the other the other ones from the upper echelons of the Pod Kingdom.
1: You see now they bury people in Italy, or at least in no. Naples. Um, no. The I think I've talked before about the wonderful Italian crime series Gomorra. Oh yeah, about the southern Italian crime here. syndicate. And mm. in that, there's quite there's a, I can't remember how many series there are, fucking loads. And there's obviously many scenes at the graveyard. <laughs> but it's not a graveyard. Because if you think of it, right, graveyard doesn't sound respectful, does it? Mm. Someone's died. A yard. Get them on chuck them in the fucking yard. What sort of yard, yard is graves. it? A graveyard, right? It doesn't sound... <laughs> well, of course, in Italy, everything is um, uh, embellished with more poetry and beauty and romance, including the way they deal with their dead, Right. So you fucking go into this place. I mean, maybe it's just these rich gangsters who can afford it, but you've got a fucking whole tomb, and wow. you're not underground. You're like in a drawer of some sort, you know, a bit like at the old mm. mortuary, you know. But it's all like nicely built, like some sort of like Roman Empire sort of architecture, a miniature tomb. This,
0: this isn't the thing where you see sometimes where they've got them all stacked up in loads of drawers, like yeah, no, the filing system that's, of the dead.
1: That's the holding... That's the, that's the holding sta- zone. Is that the that,
0: standard area?
1: That's triage. For the dead. That's oh, triage right, okay. while they're waiting for your right. tomb to be completed. Unless you're a pauper. finding the
0: space for all these tombs, there. Unless
1: you're a pauper, then you have to go in a pauper's grave.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's maybe what I'm thinking of, where they just have them all buried.
1: Yeah, I mean, down there, they've they've there's so, so much poverty up, like, in Naples like, that probably... Like in the British Library. Yeah, there's just, like, a bunker where they chuck in the millions of poor... And then Mm. there's enough space for the very small, the 1% of wealthy people, less than 1%. They've got plenty of space up top for their tombs. Right. Imagine what Roy's grave would be like.
0: Oh, imagine Roy's funeral. Fuck, Princess Diana times 10. We're fucking
1: Fucking shutting down the old of Melchester. I've planned it all out. I've got my solicitor. Right. I've got my solicitor. He's already fucking got everything I require down to the finest detail, even the details of the catering. (laughs) I've written my own eulogies, right, that Blackie and some other actors, depending on who's alive, I mean, I was banking on Roger Moore doing most of it, but he's fucking died now, so we're going to have to get one of the other bonds. Hopefully, Connery, not fucking Craig. (laughs) That is one thing I fucking put with three red lines underneath it in me instructions.
0: The coffin's going to be carried. The coffin's going to be carried on horse and cart right through Melchester. Five and a half miles. There's going to be a speaker system lining the streets playing highlights of some of my greatest moments from my life and career.
1: By the surviving cast members of Brushstrokes. (laughs) (laughs) Who have already agreed to it. For a non- inflation-related fee.
0: <laughs> now I've heard of that fella who played the big lad, Elmo. He's dead now, but I don't see what part he could have played in it anyway.
1: <laughs> it's all fucking Where mapped out. Don't worry about that. <laughs>
0: it's all up here. Mm. It's all up here in the race noggin and in a document, in a dossier that's being held by my solicitor.
1: Hey, if you're thinking, so, talking of solicitors, what? um... The other day I came up with a great fake name for a solicitor, which is... As you do, yeah. Ge- Jeffrey Chichester, right? Oh, yes. Because we were talking about... Um, we were talking oh. about... Me and my son got...
0: This, Sam, fucking hell, a solicitor who's a private detective on the quiet. Yeah, Jeffrey
1: Chichester. Geoffrey Chichester.
0: And it's going to be called the Chichester Dossiers.
1: We've got a fucking pitch this to the BBC, mate.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, We
1: came up with a great name generating system, Lenny and I, right? right? Because he weirdly got the names George Paris, who you'll know is former West Ham left back and occasional utility midfielder of the 80s with John Barnes. Now, both these men played in the same era, right? But yeah. they were very different players. Apart from the fact <laughs> they were both left-footed, yeah. right? There was yeah. a huge gulf in technical ability. <laughs> <horrible>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but Lenny once met George Paris when I, right. you know, uh, when we were at West Ham. There was a meet and greet. Mm. And Martin Allen was there. And I know Martin Allen from Talk Sport. And he came over mm. with George Paris. And so Len was very excited by this. But I was talking about John Barnes yesterday he got muddled up and i realized i said why'd you get muddled up and he said because their names both begin with j and their surnames are both places barns where we live right and paris fancy place right so i went he went it's quite a good system for a name that isn't it j sounding (laughs) christian name particularly area town or city for surname and i was like yeah like Jeffrey Chichester. Obviously Chichester was on my mind because as I outlined earlier in the, the week, location, that's it? where I want to yeah. move to, even though I've never been there. <laughs> right? So I thought, there yeah, sounds like a great solicitor. And I thought, if you're writing a novel or a screenplay, this is your system, right? Yeah. Jack Croydon. Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> Jimmy Wigan. <laughs> Jimmy Wigan. <laughs> it's fucking it's just, you can't, you know. You could say... I reckon Jimmy Wiggin, right? Jimmy Wigan could be Jeffrey Chichester's uh, ne'er-do-well psychic. Yeah. from the other side of the tracks.
1: He's not a trained <laughs> solicitor. He's a fixer. He's his Terry He's McCann. He's represented him on a couple of occasions. And now he works they've for them.
0: They've got a loose association now. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Sometimes in my line of work, we need to bend the rules. Sometimes there's information that you cannot attain through the legitimate channels let's say and that is where Jimmy Wigan comes in very handy for a man like me
0: (laughs) it writes itself Mm. we'll get Stan Hay on board as a script consultant
1: I think we should get in touch with Stan Hay today and go we've got an idea that we want you to collaborate on well all right lads what have you got well so far the main thing we've got is a name-generating system. But I'm telling you, Stan,
0: it's foolproof. It's fucking bulletproof. <laughs> Two series minimum, just off the back of a name system. It even works with birds, like, you know,
1: <laughs> Julie Middlesbrough. Julie Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Julie Bradford. Fucking perfect, mate.
0: Julie Bradford is, of course, in this uh, a former 1960s singer.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's
0: yeah. a very 1960s singer. She's a bit washed well, up now,
1: and she's yeah. been she's been mistreated and lied to by many men yeah. along the way, and now yeah. her looks are fading, and she is she's gone from being every almost like the nation's sweetheart at one point to just being forgotten. She's living in a fucking bedsit above a chip yeah. shop,
0: but her spirit still burns fiercely.
1: Yeah, and she's still got a heart of gold.
0: She has <laughs> tart with a <her> heart. <laughs>
1: Julie Bradford, <laughs> <laughs> and that is who Jeffrey and she comes knocking on the door, uh, yeah, of Jeffrey Chichester, in need of help. It's to do with the publishing rights to some of her hits in the sixties, which have been taken by an unscrupulous Don Arden type character, whose name is
0: Chuck Glasgow.
1: Jack Glasgow. <laughs> you can forget it. Those songs are mine. And I've got the paperwork to prove it. So you can tell that hussy, Julie Bradford, and you, whatever your name is, Jeffrey fucking Chichester. Are you you're fucking net, puns? You'll not be getting anything from me. <laughs> oh God. it
0: oh, was man. then that, that I
1: realised I had to call my old friend Jimmy Wigan and ask him to, to pay him a <laughs> <Yeah>. little visit <laughs> to see if he could explain the case <laughs> in let's say more straightforward terms
0: yeah <laughs> oh man who's that fellow who's in charge of the BBC now we were talking about the other day Tim Davey is it
1: Davey, it's us.
0: Give him a bell. It's the
1: top light time <laughs> machine posse. Did you see the Times? I think it was the Times ran a story mm. a couple of days ago, and it said, <clears throat> BBC on Lookout for Lads podcast, right? What? And it was an article that felt very industry-centric, <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> Spotify have bought a pod, something known as a podcast from an American wrestling fan. Called Joe Rogan, it appeals to working class young
0: men. The BBC
1: would like to find their own podcast that appeals to working class young men.
0: Yeah, but Who right. could
1: present such a thing? Right, well, the uh, Peter it, Crouch. It was all like that. Well, yeah. I mean, in a way, Peter. No, but I mean, in all seriousness, Peter Crouch is that it's got a huge audience. He's branching out now into things that are non-football, like he's got this TV show on it's the BBC. thing, not he? Yeah.
0: he? He, has got, got credi- he sort of- has
1: got credibility because he was yeah. so recently played in the Premier League. So they basically got it. But they don't know that because they're such a bunch of perfumed ponces at the mm. BBC. They've literally had to focus group to find out the existence of something called a lad. Do you know what mm. I mean? And mm, the existence yeah. of young men who like a bit of a laugh and enjoy football, right? Well, yeah. And the odd beer, right? They were unaware of this. All of their podcasts, and it's right, it's what the BBC are there for. They got, they have a lot of stuff for minority groups, right, yeah. and niche interests. And I think that's fantastic. I mean, if the BBC don't do that stuff, then who will? You won't get yeah. many commercial sponsors, oh, apart from at the moment when they're all jumping on the bandwagon, right? And they'll probably all be falling over themselves to pay for niche interest podcasts, and they'll drop it as soon as the heat's off right <laughs> but I think it's great the BBC do that but it's so it's funny to me that there was this long article written about as if it well, was I mean, a, they'd sci- their, their scientific data analysis system had discovered yeah. the the, uh, the young male working class person, and they, that they, they were trying they to just... discover how to cater for it. And you're right; they already do, but they just don't understand that they do. Well, they
0: don't because I've thought for a long time that this is the this is the British version of the Joe Rogan thing. But yeah.
1: Much better. I can't see the BBC taking us on with our no, fucking not at language. No,
0: but then Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan wouldn't get signed up by the BBC either.
1: That's actually you're right there. That's the problem that they've got because he yeah. could build because you're under no creative constraints. Whereas a model whereby you know someone's commissioned you and and gets to call the shots a little bit about what you can and can't say from the beginning, mm. right? That's going to be problematic because you're not going to get to. You know, spread spread your wings, Andy. Which I really well, feel that you and I've been able to do on this podcast <laughs> since its
0: genesis as a football.
1: I feel that we've spread our wings, and I feel that we have also intellectually stretched ourselves. Some would say
0: overstretched. <laughs> 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 I thought we'd struggle once the Premier League got cancelled for a go. No, it's we'll
1: quite the opposite. Mm.
0: We'll, we'll struggle to shoehorn that back in when it starts again yeah, next I'm week. Yeah, I'm
1: fucking gutted about the old thing. <laughs> what is in it for me for the Premier League restarting right West Ham will get relegated okay Mm. no you'll not of course we fucking will right West Ham will get relegated right I can't go to the games I watch it on my fucking bot watch us losing in an empty stadium to Wolverhampton (laughs) Wanderers right and you know and also there'll just be more stuff taking up my time you know i rather watch the FIFA World Cup films or old YouTube footage
0: yeah well, do that then. Just de- just deny the Premier League. Deny its existence.
1: Yeah. Cover I'm your too, ears yeah.
0: whenever it gets mentioned. Mm. Anyway, this is a, a Belchester episode, isn't it? We should get, <laughs> yeah. on, get on with it. So here we are. Yeah, it's, it's one of those, again, where Roy's on the front cover. And it is a fucking spectacular front cover. Um, as we ended the last episode, some uh, mysterious motorcyclist was heading towards... Roy, and it's a very, very sexy motorbike as well. It's the kind of motorbike that uh, Jesse Mack rode on Street Hawk a yeah. few years later, isn't
1: it's, it? It's a bit like Chips' motorbike as well.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a proper competition motorbike. This, isn't it? Mm. TT John. Yeah,
1: I mean, the, my first <clears throat> thing was I thought, well, that has got to be what's his name, hasn't it? Um, our old mate Barry old Sheen. F- Barry Sheen. <laughs> I was thinking that's probably what Roy's saying fucking hell it's Barry Sheen what have I done to upset that con just because I'm won sports personality of the year three years running
0: and he came second <laughs> yeah. every time that's what it is yeah <laughs> but uh, front cover has got at the top uh, Ken Hibbert and Billy Wright in colour
1: so that's, that's what they're uh, There was another
0: Billy Wright, it's not the most famous one, there was yeah. the one that played for the Not of all
1: the Hampton wanderers and England <clears> captain. <throat> no, because
0: I, I don't think he was ever photographed in colour, so that wouldn't make sense.
1: No, he's out of um, the nineteen fifties. And Ken Hibbett, I um, think they're referring to Kenny Hibbett.
0: Yeah, there was there was Kenny Hibbett. There was two brothers, there was Kenny and Terry Hibbett, and I think they both played for Newcastle originally. Uh both Newcastle lads. Terry definitely did. But Ken Hibbit, Kenny Hibbert, as he was called, I don't know what Ken is about. I think that they uh, just decided
1: they had to call him Ken because in the font size they wanted to use, they couldn't, <laughs> couldn't fit, fit this whole sentence across the top of the comic if they called him Kenny. And it goes, <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't know about this, Kenny, Hibbit." most people know him as Kenny. And the editors gone, fuck that. I mean, these kids aren't thick. It's not that much of a stretch, is it, for them to work out that we're referring to Kenny, Hibbit.
0: <laughs> oh, man. The, f- the John Walk photographs we were going to put in colour, we haven't got the rights to them. We need another name. What, we, what have we got? Well, we've got Kenny Hibbit. That's oh, about it. Well, I can't fit Kenny Hibbit. I've got a space there for John Walk. I can't fit Kenny Hibbit in that. Oh well, I'll, call I'll him
1: fucking Ken, Ken. Hibbit. You're lucky we're not I'm doing Ken. K Hibbit. That's what <laughs> could have been that if we'd used a slightly bigger font, which I wanted to. K Hibbit and B Wright in colour.
0: <laughs> Papa Doc Duvalier and Billy Wright in colour. <laughs>
1: Everald Ronde. he was a Belgian player who played for West Ham briefly.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Francois van der Elst, he was another one. Oh,
0: yeah. Mm. Belgium, wasn't
1: he? Belgium, yeah.
0: Remember him, yeah. Uh, was it England played Belgium when everyone got tear gassed in Euro 1980? That rings a bell. I don't
1: remember Euro 98. I don't remember any Euros before 88. All right. I've got no memory well, of them. I was almost 84 unaware. Did, Eight, 84, we didn't qualify, and France won it, didn't they, with that great yeah, pettini team? Yeah, they
0: didn't even fucking show any of it on the telly here, because 84, because there was we're no nominations in, in it.
1: Fuck that. Yeah, we're
0: not showing it. I that's think the they point. showed the semis in the final.
1: Fucking, fucking hell. Assholes. What an absolute disgrace. Well, that's why I wouldn't have known about it, because exactly. I was, I, when 88 came around, I was almost like, what's this? Mm. And I remember mean, my brothers
0: were like, it's the fucking you,
1: it's a Euros, you little cunt. Yeah. Well, hang on about hang about. I didn't know anything about this. It's like the World Cup. Are you banging something again? It's basic. Are you? Yeah. Are, the coin. are you banging? Coin. Brazil <sighs> is my banging coin. Bang
0: bang 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 bang.
1: <laughs> Joe Morgan uh,
0: doesn't bang coins.
1: Brazil. The Euros is the World Cup without Brazilian, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Euro 1980 for me was uh, I think it was the Adidas Tango ball and it was tear gas I think that's the only remembering who won it. Of it
1: did like Soviet no Union or someone
0: no idea couldn't tell you England obviously didn't win it
1: England mm. and never fucking got anywhere Euro 96 I'm was the only time this. we I'm even gonna, I'm got I'm going to read up on it I'm going to fucking watch whole of Euro 1980 on fucking YouTube later today because yeah. that yeah. is lockdown living alright hashtag lockdown living alright
0: live it out loud anyway right Kenny Hibbard Billy Wright in colour 2nd of November 1981 we're 18 minutes in we're about to start looking at the front cover of (laughs) this issue of Roy the Rovers Uh, so the motorbike's riding towards him Roy looks terrified he's down a dark dingy lane Uh, there's some broken windows to the right of him it's obviously uh, a a path less travelled by anyone but somehow Roy's been lured down it and it says Roy Race had refused police protection despite being threatened by fanatical fan Trevor Brinsden well it was a two way story that the police weren't really interested were they (laughs) they just said uh, yeah he threatened you so we just left him
1: (laughs) it'll be fine Roy don't worry about it most of these lads are all mouth no trousers
0: it'll it'll fizzle out (laughs) Uh, Trevor Brinson had been banned by Rovers home matches the Melchester player manager was more interested in exposing the get rich quick schemes of his villainous cousin Arnie (laughs) Meckiff. of course he would he wouldn't keep it quiet but in an alley near Meckiff's deserted office And there he is, this motorcyclist saying, let's see you dummy your way out of this one race. Jalapeño.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really
0: was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. jalapeño.
1: But can I just uh, tell you something, right? On yeah. the last on the last catch, um uh block of the previous week's comic, mm-hmm. right? Roy spots him coming towards him in the alley. Mm-hmm. And he's about the same distance and he seems to be travelling at high speed on this motorbike <laughs> and he shouts at him now, let's see your tricky feet get you out of this, right? Yeah. And then the following week, he's just about one yard closer. <laughs> now, I'm I'm no mathematician, so I'm not going to do the sums, but let's say he's travelling <laughs> at, at least 30 MPH, right? Yeah. And he's about a yard closer, so that's like a split second. And he's saying, let's see you dummy your way out of this one race, right? Yeah. So what that means is he must have said both of these puns that he must have had lined up. This isn't top of, yeah. top of your head stuff, right? That this I fucking joker, it, he? whoever he is, because yeah. his face is hidden behind a helmet, has basically gone like this. Now let's see your tricky feet get you out of this. Let's see you dummy your way out this race.
0: <laughs> He's repeated the threat, but with different words. Yeah, I, the I, I couldn't decide no which need. one was better.
1: So I chopped them both in. And I've said them so quick that Racy can't even hear that. Racy's gone. What? Slow down. I can't. What's that? What are you saying?
0: I do you said, have a preference
1: out of the two threats I have just issued? I said, "Con." Now let's see you tricky. We get you out of this. Let's see you <laughs> dummy your way out of this one, Race. Well, make I do not. I mean, you know, I would say probably the first one's better because the second one, <laughs> the word "dummy." you've had to put in inverted commas. So you've had to take your hands off of the handlebars and actually do the little rabbit's ears. You know, and that, for me... Listen, when you have to explain a joke, right, then it's not working.
0: uh, Plus, he's got to take his hands off the handlebars to do the rabbit ears, and he's going to lose control, isn't he? Exactly.
1: It's dangerous, and more than that, it's dangerously unfunny, so...
0: These threats are dangerous.
1: You're better off sticking (laughs) off with your first one.
0: Good observation, Sam.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, I'm always so looking at
1: the details.
0: Roy says, oh, he thinks, I'll never get back to the main street in time. I've only one chance. And then continued on colour pages inside. Dun, dun, dun. What does he do? He dives through that broken window that I mentioned. Just to his right. He thinks, the window! That's his chance. His only chance of escape. And the motorcyclist maybe gives a bit of an identity clue here. He goes, oh! Hmm. <clears throat> seconds later the motorcyclist emerges from the alley and there's three people as a, a man and a woman together and then there's another fellow who looks i don't know what he looks like he looks quite cool he's got a bit of a bomber jacket on and a yellow top nice blue jeans but anyway uh, the motorcyclist says get out of it uh the fellow in the jeans says why are you crazy and the Block in the green suit, with ginger hair. It's Noel Baxter again. Obviously, the mm. needed a character, so he's just yeah. <clears throat> pulled out the Noel Baxter. He's he, his response is <laughs> I am.
1: Um, um, <clears throat> I've spotted another uh, look. I'm being a bit lampard today because okay, this is someone is out to get Roy, mm. uh, kill, or severely injure him. And it's... Obviously, we've been building up to this because he's he's got, I think, five enemies who are all on his Chopped suspect list. A lot of people list.
0: off, hasn't he, over the months. So. so we've
1: got Vic Guffrey. Now, we've always done a Cockney accent with Vic Guffrey, but he is, in fact, a Welsh international.
0: Yeah, but we think he's a Welsh Cockney, like Vinnie Jones.
1: OK, fine. But whether he's Welsh or Cockney, that's quite a distinctive accent, right? right. yeah. You've got... <clears throat> What's-his-name's dad? Not Kenny Logan. Who's the other fucker who's come down from
0: Scotland? Mr. Logan.
1: Oh, yeah. Arthur Logan. Yeah, Arthur Logan. Well, he's a Scotsman, right? They even write it in a Scottish style, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, You have got the actor, Elton... Elton Blake. Elton Blake. Well, he's obviously Mm. a thespian. Very a rich and professional delivery, right? Yeah. You're not going to fucking not... I bet he gets more than half his fucking income from voiceover work doing the imperial yeah, leather ads and all of that stuff, right? So yeah, you're not going to fucking mistake a voice like his unless he's using his acting talents to disguise uh, it, uh, Yeah, right? Um, then you've got fucking Arnie, Artie. Arnie Mekhoff. Arnie Mekhoff, he's, a, he's a, an Aussie. So what I'm Impossible saying is disguise. there's a big mystery. But this Princeton. guy and Trevor Brinston, who presumably has a Melchester accent, whatever that is, may be similar to Roy's, mm-hmm. right? So what I'm saying is this bloke, he might have maintained a physical anonymity with, by wearing this blacked-out motorcycle <clears> helmet. <throat> but yeah. he's, he's said two quite lengthy puns. He's shouting really clearly, now let's see your trick and then when he was, shoots through the crowd after us, he says, "Get out of it!" Right. Mm. So I just think he's not working that hard to protect his identity, and I they should be able to establish right away who the cunt is.
0: I think he's got a voice changer like Kylo Ren ah, in the helmet. Yeah, I think that's got what the it old is.
1: Kylo Ren technology.
0: Yeah. But, uh, so voice anyway, voice changing he's,
1: motorbike he's, helmet it's a great idea.
0: Well, we look at the motorbike, it's state of the art the voice, yeah. voice changer comes with it he's not scrimping
1: does, on all this is he, that's for <clears> sure <throat> no.
0: but then again that rules out one or two of the suspects doesn't it that's not Arthur Logger riding that
1: no and I don't and think Brisbane's got Brisbane the resources to invest in this level of no, technology exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah we're applying mid-40s thinking to an 8 year old's problem here yeah that's true <laughs> Uh, so he speeds off around the corner and the woman (laughs) shouts get his number and the bloke in the green suit goes too late and he's walking in the other direction it's clearly not too late if you can see how far away they are from the motorbike
1: fuck it it's too (laughs) late leave him to it I'm going (laughs) up here
0: I'm I'm going up the alley
1: I'm going to go see what's going on in this alley he
0: says says, too late
1: there (laughs) might be a dead body up here to look at (laughs) (laughs) with any luck
0: I'll pick the pockets off (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he says too late but I thought I heard a cry or a blow from somewhere down the alley a blow down an alley whoa <laughs> um, come on says another man who just seems to have appeared from nowhere uh, soon well there's no one here now and this mysterious new fella says guess it was just a bunch of kids fighting or larking around and then the fella with the ginger hair he seems to be a Scotsman because he says aye because <laughs> he's ginger, obviously. Aye, maybe they were chasing that motorcyclist.
1: <laughs> chasing a hey, motorcyclist. <laughs> Shot it, Scotsman. <laughs> this isn't your business.
0: If you don't like it, go back to
1: where you came from. <laughs> this is Englishman business. <laughs>
0: Keep out of it where you, you, you talk of the Bonnie Heathers and <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the shortbread.
1: This is serious Whatever. English business on the on a on a dark alleyway in Stop in England. Our thoughts.
0: <laughs> Moments after the would be helpers had gone, Roy climbs out of the window that he dived through. But always one for the quip, he thinks, "Phew, talk about a flying header.
1: And I have to say, his leap through the glass when the bike came for him is fucking astonishing. It is the stuff of Jackie Chan. Because he's done it fists first as well. Look, he's done it. He's amazing. I'm going in head first, fists Pocket. first. He's right. punched his
0: way through because there's some wood across the window. He's he's um <coughs> he's jumped, but
1: from a standing start because in the frame before that he is standing. I would say two feet from the window, so he doesn't have yeah. a run up. So from a, a standing well. start, using just. The energy generated really from his thighs, I think. He would have had to do yeah. a, um, a small squat and then and then spring up like Zebedee and then forwards, mm. fist first, through his window, and he smashes through it. <laughs> it almost defies <laughs> physics, right? But it's testament <laughs> to, to the power that Racy is able to exactly. fucking generate, right? Back exactly. straight through. And the window <clears> is not just cracked, it is smashed to smithereens. <laughs> <laughs> Take that window. It's, and he barely well, has a it, scratch it, on him, although he has torn the knee of his suit trousers.
0: It's four windows, Sam. It's four yeah. windows in window frames. He's spamming through the whole thing. Yeah. And he thinks, talk about flying And A good thing that rubbish in there broke my fall.
1: I'll just explain <laughs> that away in case people and are uh, wondering why I'm not that badly so injured.
0: <laughs> his hands and face appear to be fairly unscathed. Uh, he's got a rip in the knee of his trousers. And he staggers off, thinking, "But who was that motorcyclist? Why did he try to run me down?" All I know for sure is that someone dot 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 just tried to dot 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 kill me. They did, Roy. Someone just tried to kill you, and I think this is the first time it's ever happened to Roy the Rovers. <laughs> Half an hour later, next panel, Roy's wife Penny got the shock of her life. So he he, he must he must have lost his house keys. Oh, he doesn't take them out with him because Penny's always in. Yeah, Penny is always in. You don't have to worry about taking his house keys with
1: him. This key business is just not for a man (laughs) like me. It's undignified for a man of my status to be carrying around fucking bunches of keys like some common caretaker, right? (laughs)
0: Like like Like, a
1: prison warder. Yeah, I'm right fucking race, right? Do you think the Queen, when she goes out, has to take a bunch of keys with her to get back into the palace? No because there's someone always (laughs) at home waiting to open the door. So the reason I'm telling you this, I'll tell you for why, right, is that I need you to be in at all times when I am out.
0: (laughs) This is not me trying to curtail your activities or restrict you or anything like that. This is
1: about my own personal brand, right? (laughs) I can't be seen around town carrying bunches of keys. It's stupid. It'll ruin the lining of my suit. It also, if I'm in my casuals, like my gulping slacks or, heaven forbid, my denims, right, <laughs> it's very bulky, because you know I like a slim-fitting trouser, right? And if it's springtime or summer, I'm not wearing a jacket, the keys have to go in my trouser pocket, it ruins the lining, it looks very bulky, it ruins my silhouette, Right. Plus,
0: as well, as a footballer, I need be centre of gravity to be bang on all the time, even when I'm not playing. And when I got some keys, in case in I pocket, need to jump for a window all over the place.
1: I might need to jump for a window at short notice. I don't need the fucking <laughs> keys weighing me down or knocking me off balance. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, Ben, please, please, please,
0: make Stay sure up.
1: you are at home at all times.
0: So there we are. She's opened the door to him and she goes, "Oh, Roy, what on earth?" And he's got this. Big shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> Does he? Uh, get a load of me, <laughs> action man. <laughs> he says, hi, Penny. You should see the I, other uh, comp- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He says, I uh, I couldn't have to do with a cup of tea. <laughs> I wonder how many teapots he's got.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking loads. Yeah. Now, don't get out the best one, though. I'm covered in muck. <laughs> get the one we use for the staff.
0: Standard. So then, later, after Roy had poured out the whole incredible story, a little bit of a tea reference there, and Penny goes, and you didn't see his face, Roy? It's like, what's with all the fucking questions? No, I didn't see his face. What are you trying to say? I have made it up.
1: I have fucking told you, woman. Uh, If I've told you once, I've told you ten times. No, I did not see his fucking face. Do you think (laughs) if I'd seen his face, I wouldn't have told you who it fucking was? (laughs)
0: Are you accusing me of keeping secrets from you, Jim? What you (laughs) think? Oh, I get it.
1: You think I'm having an affair, and I came home looking for an excuse to why I look like that because I've been having it off in a dark alleyway or in some bushes or something. (laughs) On my knees. (laughs) Listen, right. I have always been faithful to you, Pen. Right. But if I were to, if I were to have an affair, which, by the way, I easily could. Right. I would be I'm Roy Race. I'd be doing it in a fucking nice hotel somewhere probably on the outskirts of town you know somewhere a bit quiet where I was unlikely to be snapped by one of them fucking snooping journalists not in some fucking bushes or a dark seedy alleyway
0: oh god this is a no unfortunately it was hidden by his helmet and visor it might have been Trevor Brinsden carrying out his threat to get me an idiot of course it wasn't (laughs) for example uh, (laughs) there's a list Penny goes or maybe Arnie Meckiff realised you were about to expose him I'm telephoning the police now how the fuck would Arnie Meckiff know that Roy's about to expose him there's been no contact whatsoever with Arnie Meckiff since he pissed off out of the house Mm. and went off and set up his business but that's by the by you know what
1: Meckiff is like though he seems to know everything
0: (laughs) And Roy, stop her! No penny. I don't want a word of this to get around. So he's got. He's not going to involve the police in this. He's going to deal with this his way. Mm. Now you know. We know what his way is. It's the woods, isn't it? It's him and Blackie. Oh, well, well, I'll but, give old uh,
1: Blackie a call. We'll get to, to the bottom of this. You've got to identify the suspect
0: first. Maybe what they should do is just take out all of the suspects, round them up, take I'll them tell into you, the woods, I'll and tell you one what, go.
1: Pen, Part of me wouldn't be surprised if it was Blackie. I think he's got to the stage. You know how he's had problems in his fucking head for years that he won't face up to. I think it's one of these situations where he's like, if I can't have you, no-one will. So he wants me dead, because it'll be simpler (laughs) for him. Oh, you could be right, Roy. but he's always been
0: such a good friend.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but you can't trust anyone, can you?
0: (laughs) So he's saying, I don't want a word of this to get round. Not yet anyway, not till I've got some positive proof. Right now a long drawn out investigation could disrupt the whole club just when we're riding high. Whatever. I'll probably get me
1: private detective to investigate this.
0: Geoffrey Chichester.
1: <laughs> he's a solicitor but he does, solicitor. does a bit of detective in on the side as well.
0: <laughs> he teamed up with this fella called Jimmy Wigan.
1: Yeah, if things They're get dicey. Team. He's always got Jimmy Wigan as his muscle. <laughs>
0: just when we're riding high I don't want anything to damage our chances of getting straight back into the first division well I reckon Roy getting killed could damage their chances of getting straight back in the first division Mm. but what do I know I'm not a detective Uh, so then as if by magic it's the next home match Uh, it says having won every league game since the start of the season Melchester were away to Gatesfield the following Wednesday and there's a big Melchester following there and they're shouting Melchester Melchester as they come out and (laughs) He's thinking to himself, I thought I might have to rule myself out after diving through that window, but everything seems okay.
1: (laughs) I've I've miraculously healed.
0: I've got a metabolism
1: that allows me to do that. That's why I never, ever fucking get injured.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's fine. (laughs) No problem. I'm
1: fucking double hard, aren't I?
0: (laughs) I dived through a window four days ago, but I'm all right now. (laughs) Uh, And the match kicks off soon. A quick strike from midfield by Blackie Grace set up a chance for Roy. And a Gatesfield defender shout, stop him, Gatesfield. Don't give him a chance to use the <laughs> rabbit's ears. Rocket. Rocket. <laughs> Did he think he used the rabbit ears when he said it?
1: Who knows. That, def- that defender using these fingers to do the rabbit ears around what he said <laughs> has cost him valuable moments, which I will exploit. Split second.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I will exploit and waste by saying these words right now. <laughs> but sure enough, it lands on his left foot, and there it is. Uh, yeah. It's there, and uh, the defender shouts, "Ooh, ooh, what's his shot?" One of the Lampards, one of the Lampards in the crowd. It's too late. Race managed to get in his shot before he was tackled. Oh! <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that was a beauty! Right, shouts as He R- comes over and celebrates
1: straight over.
0: <laughs> oh, Ray. You've done right! you've it's it
1: Right, That was the best goal I've ever seen, Right, All right, Bucky, calm down. It's got much uh, better than that.
0: <laughs> no, Roy's got to the ground, and Jimmy Slade's running over. Huh? And Roy's. Blackie's trying to grab Roy by his shoulder, and he goes, Roy goes, ah, no, don't. And he's down. He's down. Uh,
1: My shoulder's Ray. fucked your twack.
0: He's <laughs> like, <laughs> what is that what's the matter? And Roy just goes, oh! Jimmy it's Slade says, shut to fuck, <laughs> you cunt. Jimmy yeah. Slade says, he seems to be in agony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agony, I tell you.
1: Yeah. Well done, <laughs> fucking Sherlock Holmes. <laughs>
0: Well, I guess you weren't sure. That's the end of the episode, and at the bottom it says for next week. Is Roy badly hurt? You can find out next week. Oh, I'm pretty fucking sure he's badly hurt,
1: that yeah. That suspense would kill me. Back then, when I didn't know what was coming next, I'd spend the whole week fretting. Is he yeah, badly hurt or just moderately hurt?
0: Oh, will he just get up, get on with it? Mm. So that's that one. Ten out of ten for me, that. Ten out of ten. All easily
1: won the best so far I mean you know someone yeah. tries to smack him over down a, in a, on a fucking state of the art motorcycle <laughs> down an alleyway <laughs> he dives through a window dives through a window I mean almost any story where someone dives through a window is a 10 out of 10 story isn't yes, it of
0: course it is is. It'll happen a lot in uh, in the Chichester dossiers I think once we get that up and running we'll try I'll and a lot of average one windows.
1: window dive per episode
0: <laughs> and we'll try and get car chases in there as well it'll and usually be fights. Jimmy
1: Wigan diving through a window but yeah
0: just rewrite minder, I think. Um, so that's that. Uh, I mean, that's that's the kind of one where I would have read it at speed and then gone back and read it carefully so read again. Read it slowly. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I know what you mean. Just rattle through to see what was going to happen, and then and then go and through to it.
1: pick up more detail.
0: Deep dive it, you could say.
1: And then through the yeah, week, so go back from time to time and pick again, out just one yeah. individual, like cell yeah. that you're particularly interested in,
0: just in case I missed anything. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. We'll uh, be back with the next one next week. Uh, Thanks for listening. TTFN, Dickheads. (laughs) Keep it